Hey all you Thrivers, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about bullying at school. Stay tuned. But before we jump into that, for those of you who are joining me for the very first time, my name is Christy Richardson. I am the author and creator of Making Sense of Munchkin. As a special needs mom warrior, I help special needs parents just like you go from crazy to calm and from helpless to empowered. I don't want you just to be surviving. I want you to be thriving. Like I said, we'll be talking about bullying at our schools. Why is it happening? How can we help our children? And what can we do to prevent bullying in our schools? If you know someone who has a child who is being bullied or is the bully, take a second and tag them or share this with them. Thank you. Now, as a parent, I've been on both sides of that coin. I've had my child bullied by other children and my child has been that bully. And it's a tough one. Now, I believe that it happens for several reasons. The child who is the bully is really hurting. They have issues with self-esteem, possibly feeling neglected or unloved. And these issues create frustration, anxiety, and poor perspective of someone or something. Bullies need to create a sense of order through force, fear, and power to help themselves feel better and to make sense of their chaotic emotions and world. Ensure that those around them pay attention to them every time they walk into a room or know when their presence is there. There can also be a mimicking of behaviors of bullies learned from parents, siblings, or peers. Lastly, there are often emotionally, socially, and behavioral delays due to the underlying causes. A bully may not yet have developed an understanding of what love is, what it means to respect others' feelings, have the foresight to understand the consequences of their action, as well as a host of other issues. I often try to remember this quote. Nine times out of ten, the story behind the behavior won't make you angry. It'll break your heart. What we see on the surface of a bully is only the tip of the iceberg of all the hidden emotion that is inside. I'm positive if you dig deeper, you'll find the real reason why a child bullies in the first place. Now, what can we do to help our children if they're the one being bullied? The first line of defense is to speak to the school and the parents of the child who is being the bully. If that doesn't resolve the issue, ask the school for accommodations for your child. Sitting in a different seat, move to a different classroom, being placed in another group, being placed on a different bus. Those things to avoid contact. Next, a bully only has power if we give it to them. Remind your child that they can walk away from the situation or if needed, learn how to advocate for themselves. I am not condoning fighting, but I am a fan of saying, hey, I don't need to take this abuse. I'm going to go somewhere else. 
Unfortunately, if you feel that the safety of your child is at risk, more extreme measures may be necessary, such as ensuring minimal contact with the individual, a different way to and from school with an adult, or even removal of the child from the school. Luckily, most schools have a zero tolerance policy for bullying at school and will try to resolve the issue as fast as possible. The bigger problem lies when bullying occurs outside the school. As child age, the risk of violent behaviors increase with the bullying. So where does that leave us? And what else can we do to help prevent bullying? Well, I'm a firm believer that education is always a great place to start. Parents, school staff, and other adults in the community can help kids prevent bullying by talking about it, building a safe school environment, and creating a community-wide bullying prevention strategy. And sometimes that means involving law enforcement. Secondly, when an incident occurs, swift action needs to be taken as a way to send a message that this type of behavior will not be tolerated. There are anti-bullying laws on the books in every single state. Make sure that you know your states and your counties. I like the fact that there are schools that are getting creative in ways and creating programs to prevent bullying, such as some schools are trying to incorporate meditation into the daily curriculum. This move is to combat the high level of suspensions that often come from bullying physical encounters with other students. By removing the suspension and sending them to meditation, it removes the street credit that students were gaining by being suspended. The results for these schools have been amazing. It has led to a significant drop in fighting leading to these types of suspensions. Programs alongside medication were things such as drug and alcohol counselors on hand, as well as harm reduction groups. Another example is a school in Minneapolis. They're using boxing to let kids work out their issues in a constructive way. First, they may use the punching bag. They may jump rope, do push-ups or sit-ups. This often helps open the communication lines to work out the issues and head off other fights. My last example is a controversial one. It's an article that recently circulated on Facebook about how a Wisconsin Rapids parents are being considered in a new ordinance that would hold them accountable for their children's behavior. If the new ordinance passes, the bullying policy states, bullying, harassment, and retaliation will become a finable offense for anyone younger than 18 years of age, meaning parents would end up picking up the fine of $50 for a child's first offense and an additional cost that would push the total past 300 bucks. So what do you think of this one, folks? I have to say I'm mixed on this one. Remember, I've been on both sides of this coin. I do believe that parents play a vital role in the prevention of their child being bullied. However, with working with many of the types of families I work with and being on both sides of that coin, I can tell you that prevention doesn't always work in the short term, as there may be many learning, social, emotional development delays of special needs kids. So in the case above, we're penalizing parents who are doing due diligence and it hasn't yet been effective. Having them find 
only makes it harder for the, the child-parent relationship to build and to help the child who was being the bully in the first place. And I also must ask the following questions about should a parent be fined for bullying behavior of their child? One, what proactive methods are we taking to help the child who feels that they must bully? Are we offering them counseling or a mentor? Are ensuring their home and life you know, is a safe environment? I try to remember that you can't make a child feel better by making them feel worse. A child will only behave better when we make them feel better. And what about personal responsibility? At what age does a child become personally accountable for their actions? And how do we provide a set of consequences that lead back to prevention? I am a firm believer that we are all connected. We must learn how to empathize, love, accept, and take care of each other. For example, just yesterday, I read a wonderful post about a 22-year-old veteran middle schooler, uh, middle school teacher in Oklahoma who set up a new activity called the baggage activity. She asked the students what it meant to have baggage, and they mostly said it was the hurtful stuff that you have to carry on your shoulders. She then asked them to write it down on a piece of paper, what was bothering them, what was heavy on their heart, what was hurting them. No names were on papers. They wadded up the papers and threw them across the room. Then the, they picked up the, a, a piece of paper and took turns reading out loud what their classmates had written. After a student read the paper, she would ask who wrote it and if they cared to share. She goes on to say how moved to tears she was by the way these kids were opening up about what they shared in class. Things like suicide, parents in prison, drugs in their family, being left by their parents, death, cancer, losing pets. One said their gerbil died and that caused a little giggle because he was fat. <laughs> and on and on. The kids who read these papers would cry. What they were reading was tough. The person who shared it would cry sometimes too. It was emotionally draining on that day, she said, but she believed in her heart that kids would judge less, love more, and forgive a little faster. This bag continues to hang by her classroom door to remind her students that we all have baggage. We will leave it at the door. And as she left, she told them that they were not alone, they were loved, and we each have each other's back. Yes. This is what empathy and understanding, love and acceptance does. It levels the playing field. We are all imperfectly perfect. We are all struggling in ways that others often know nothing about. I loved what she did and I pray that other teachers around the, company, around the country will deploy this activity in their classroom. And there you have it. My shakedown on school bullying. If you have any other ideas or techniques that you've used to help your child with bullying issues, please drop them in the comments below. Until next time, I'm Christy Richardson. Keep on thriving. I hope you found this information helpful. And if so, I'd really appreciate it if you would give me a great big thumbs up. If you want more videos like this one, head on over to my YouTube channel where I cover a variety of topics to help you and your family do more than survive, you can be thriving.